Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Welcome to a Saturday, February 4th edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. Today we're going to be talking about Supergirl Season 2, Episode 10, We Can Be Heroes. Because you know what, Zach? We can be heroes. Yep, just for one day. So the we're going to be getting uh, spoilery in our review of this episode. Uh, the synopsis is, after Livewire seemingly breaks out of prison, Supergirl is intent on recapturing her. After training Monel, Supergirl takes him with her when she sees Livewire attack the NCPD. But things go awry when Monel puts Supergirl before the citizens of National City. Meanwhile, James decides to come clean with Kara. McGann has a psychic attack and collapses into a coma. Yep, <laughs> that's what happened. Uh, this so overall, I I liked this episode a lot better, I think, than the first episode from the return. So Supergirl, Supergirl lives the Kevin Smith directed one from last week. If you remember, was like pretty goofy, lots of alien weirdness and just kind of silly. Uh, this one is not as goofy, and I liked the story better and. The little twist with Livewire I thought was good. I think they handled that pretty well and uh, made the story a lot more interesting. You know, they thought it was her, but they're actually just sucking her powers out. So I like this episode. Yeah, I thought this was a very good episode and a, and a step up from last week's probably. Um, I think we both liked that episode better as it went on, but I think this one is it was just really solid. A lot of fun and better drama, whereas it felt a little forced last week and I sort of enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I liked how at the beginning, so in the beginning, they're training, uh, Kara and Monel are training because Monel, you know, wants to be a superhero. And they're, they've got those cardboard cutouts and they realize one little girl's cardboard head got blown off somehow. <laughs> and, you know, Monel talks about the, how that's better. And Kara's just like, I think you're ready. <laughs> while, this, <laughs> while this little girl's cardboard cutout is just smoking and head gone. Uh, that was interesting, I suppose. Yeah, there's there's an acceptable level of collateral damage, and that's just part of being a superhero, Tom. You know, sometimes little girls' heads are going to get blown off, and there's not much you can do about it. Yeah, if you if you limit it to one, I guess that means you're ready. That's the sign. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's kind of funny. Like they they called it superhero kindergarten. That yeah, <laughs> uh, that Monel was going through, and so. I think that's interesting how they're training together. Um, yeah, and this is what I wanted to see. You know, I I was ready for Monel to decide he wants to be a hero, and he's decided that. Um, and I I wanted to see this kind of relationship where Kara and Monel are training, and you know, he really doesn't know what he's doing because he's a goofball and yeah. he's new to Earth. And so um, I like some of the comedic stuff that comes up when you know Kara's frustrated with him. But it also is, like you said at the beginning, it's more genuine drama than maybe some of the forced drama from the last episode. Like, it makes a lot more sense um, <coughs> when they're out and Monel disobeys Kara just because he's looking out for her and he doesn't know how to be a hero yet. And so that that is more logical drama, I guess, and it fits naturally. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's... That obviously leads into a bit of drama with James because, you know, Kara tells her that Monel is ready to to go and but she still thinks Guardians sh shouldn't exist. And then she finally comes or James finally comes clean to her 
that he is guardian. Well, actually, he doesn't come clean. She just kind of yeah. rips off his helmet, which I, I thought was kind of mean on her behalf. But uh, what do you think of that whole sort of, it felt like, you know how we talked about kindergarten? Well, it felt like everybody was in detention. Yeah. And, and Kara was just like sitting there scolding everyone uh, for not being honest with her because most of them knew about James being guardian and when working with him. Um, what do you think about that whole thing? Yeah, so I... <clears throat> I wasn't going to guess that she was going to find out he was guardian this soon. I thought they were going to play that longer um, and, you know, have some uh, some tension arise from him not being able to tell her and her getting angry at guardian and whatnot and not knowing. And then, uh, but so I guess they chose now to reveal it you know, and that's okay. I'm not like, it's not like I'm upset that they revealed it now. It's just not when I thought they were going to. Um, but what you're talking about, like the whole being in detention and scolding people, um, I think it makes sense, and I, I, I guess for the character Kara, it makes sense for her. Um, so, so I like that she, I, I really understood that she was. I think she should. She has reasons to be mad for them lying yeah. and hiding it from her. I think that's the biggest reason she should be angry. Whereas it came off kind of as she was upset that he was a hero, trying to be a, a superhero in the first place. Which I get that she wants him to be safe, but. I also understand where James is coming from. Like, you don't get to decide. If I want to do this, I'm going to do it. You know, it's not right. up to you. Uh, what I do is not up to you, he should have said. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, if he's willing to risk his life, it might seem reckless to Kara. But um, I also, I, I sort of understand where James is coming from, too. Yeah, and a couple times now, it's been proven that you know, Supergirl can't do it on her own. Like she really does need the help of Guardian and Monel, right? Um, and so, it, I'm sure there's going to be more conflict just because she's kind of used to doing it on her own, and she needs to realize that she might need help from some other people sometimes. Uh, but yeah, like it is. It's it's hard to put myself in that situation and like think about how I would react. Uh, but but like you said, she maybe didn't go about it quite the right way. Right. And I can also, in, in Kara's defense, um, vigilantes like Guardian aren't really a thing on her Earth. Yeah. Other than the one that was name dropped that her cousin works with. Mm -hmm. uh, there's not like on Earth One where there's Green Arrow and Wild Dog and White Canary and all like any number of normal humans without superpowers who are out fighting crime. That's sort of not what happens on her earth that we've seen anyway. And national city is obviously full of a bunch of supernatural threats that guardian would be helpless against. Mm -hmm. So all of that being said though, I am glad that she knows that James is guardian now. And I hope that they work together a lot more in the future because um, I really do like seeing him in action just because it's a lot easier to relate. It's just, it's like kind of the Batman thing. Like it's easier to relate to Batman because you tech, I guess you could be him. There's heavy quotation marks there. You I'm not <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, but uh, it's nice seeing somebody who doesn't have superpowers, seeing how they're affected by these, you know, different threats so that to me, that makes it that much more impressive when Supergirl can like take it on or handle it because we get to see like in our, our frame of reference, how dangerous this really is. 
Right. So I'm I'm curious what their plans are long term to sort of balance that out, like Supergirl in the skies fighting aliens versus James fighting uh, street level things. Like I wonder how they logistically plan to balance that. Yeah. You know, in into the future. Yeah. So I'm hoping now, uh, when can kind of be like I don't know, sending them out and doing triage, he, almost like figuring out which threats need which person. Yeah, he's the bridge between them, and he can sort of figure it out who needs to go where. I think that's a pretty good idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also noticed, I don't know what you think, we just saw in the crossover uh, the Barry and Wally relationship where, oh, you're not ready, you can come and watch, and stay out of action, but you can watch, and that was like the exact same storyline as Caramanel. Right. I noticed that. That felt exactly the same to me. Did did you notice that? Yeah, I did. I did get shades of that when I was watching it too. And but again, it makes sense. Like I don't think she was just going to be like, "Oh, sure, you trained and you only blew one head off, so come on, you're ready." <laughs> right. Uh and this isn't pick on Supergirl. This is sort of just the dangers of when they've got four shows with the same general creative team that overlap. You're going to sort of reuse storylines sometimes. Mhm. Um, intentionally or not and just so it you know it's the same thing on legends of tomorrow right now the team mostly calls them the legion of doom Mm -hmm. and sarah just keeps saying i'm not going to call them that which is exactly the same as what oliver said when barry was talking about metahumans right (laughs) like so it seems sort of like we're just sometimes it's it seems that way like they're just reusing things i think sometimes that can work cool and sometimes it can just seem repetitive and all the shows are guilty of it but i think for the most part they've done a good job of these shows have done a good job of separating them yeah and i think especially in this relationship the caraman l relationship there's the added layer that like of the romantic relationship too which they they kind of got to develop a little more towards the end of the episode that as far as i know there isn't with the barry and wally i don't think there's a romantic layer to that relationship not that i know of but we'll see um but yeah that's definitely gonna like put a different kind of wrinkle in it but but like you said there is with these four different superhero shows there's i mean there are some common tropes that they're gonna use that um it's just kind of how they change it up and put different layers on it that keeps it from being lazy yeah and i'm curious how the romantic relationship develops because manel's like okay it's out there let's forget about it move on um I have a feeling that's not going to be that simple. I'm sure it's going to come back soon. Um, I think Kara at the end was kind of struggling, either either struggling with the news or struggling with her feelings. You know, she doesn't know what to feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the one other part of this episode that we really haven't talked about is uh, Magan having the psychic attack and basically John has to help her. Um, for me so far, I haven't been, I don't know, her storyline just hasn't interested me all that much. Um, it's okay, but it's like, there's other things. There's so many things going on in the show that there's, it's not in my like top three things. I want to figure out what's going on and what's happening. I'll disagree with you there because, uh, Mingan's sort of probably along with Bonnell is one of my, there's been a lot of characters introduced this year and McGann and Monell are sort of the most interesting to me, um, where they fit in. So I was glad to see, we hadn't talked about her in a while. I was glad she finally got out of her cell there. And mm-hmm. uh, Jean kind of has come to an understanding of 
who she really is and she shouldn't be kept in there. Yeah. So I'm sure they're going to be getting into that more in the coming weeks. Um, and the other thing is Livewire and the villain of this episode. What did you think of all of that? Yeah, I think we touched on it a little bit, but um, I liked that they, I liked the kind of little bait and switch they did where you thought it was her doing all of it, but really it was her getting her power sucked by some, I don't remember his name, some evil German doctor or something. Yeah. <laughs> and Some forgettable villain. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was a really interesting storyline, and I wasn't, I was like actually somewhat taken off guard, but not like in a bad way, but like I didn't see it coming. So that's good storytelling. Yeah, I thought it was a creative way to, to bring her back. Um, and I kind of like that they left it open ended there mm-hmm. to where, you know, one of my complaints about these shows has been that they don't reuse villains enough. So I'm glad this was the second time, I think. At least twice we've seen Livewire, and it looks like we're going to be seeing her again more. So I like that you can sort of develop the villains a little bit and sort of get to know them better. All right, well, that's all we've got for this week. Next week is The Martian Chronicles. You've seen the trailer, Zach. What do you think we have to look forward to here? Yeah, so like I said, that part of the storyline isn't quite as interesting to me, so... Um, I'm hopeful that this will make me more interested in it, but like l- not super looking forward to it just because I want to know other things more than that. Um, but so hopefully they prove me wrong and it's more interesting than I thought. Yeah. I'm looking forward to getting to touch on McGann and her and John and their past on Mars and sort of how that might be catching up with them. I think I'm very curious to see, uh, what, comes of that what is going on um so uh, yeah we don't get a lot from the from the teaser i suppose but it's enough to pique my interest yeah all right well that's all we've got for today thanks for listening and we'll be back again tomorrow thanks for listening and make sure to check out dc daily drop on twitter facebook and dc drop by tomorrow for more dc news